you've seen it, you know, chat pages on on Christian station websites that are full of people saying, quit playing the same seven songs about the same three topics. <laughs> and just like that, we are back. Glad you are here for, uh, this is the season premiere of our fifth season of the Green Room Door podcast, which is a production of UTR Media. I'm Dave Trout, a pleasure to be with you. This is the show where we love to go behind the scenes and have one-on-one interviews with artists making the most meaningful music today to learn more about the heart behind the music. And if you go through our show archives for the last four seasons, you're going to see we've done interviews with Charlie Peacock, Kevin Max, Gloria Gaynor, Fernando Ortega, Jess Ray, The Arcadian Wild, and over two dozen other artists. So uh, happy exploring if you're new to the show. I think you'll enjoy some of those um, episodes and interviews in our archives. But right now... I am stoked to get this brand new fifth season of the show started. And sometimes we, uh, we share an interview. uh, We share a couple of interviews with a couple different artists on one episode. Uh, But this time we have an extended interview with one artist. We're going to be talking um, for all show, basically all hour with veteran singer songwriter, Ross King. Um, he is, I think, clicking on all cylinders, even though he's now, what, 25 years into the music business. Um, but his songwriting is hitting a new level. He just released a new album um, just a f- uh, recently in the summer of 2021. It's called Unfinished, and we're going to be sprinkling in some song samples from that album throughout the show. So uh, we'll just save that for later. Um, but we're just excited that you're here, that Ross is here, and uh, that we can learn more about him and his music. So without further ado, uh, this one was not recorded in a green room. Uh, sometimes they are. This one was actually recorded on a back porch. We were at Christopher Williams' house sitting on his back porch. So you might even hear some birds chirping in this uh, <laughs> in this uh, recording. But uh, let's enjoy the conversation that we had with Ross King. This is a bit of a, like a music comeback as a solo artist. So let's kind of just, I mean, I don't yeah. know the history, so... Sure. Kind of take me down the road. Right. Well, um, I started doing this in the 90s, in the late 90s. And that was the time period of like Cademan's Call and, uh, you know, probably some of the better CCM, you know, stuff that that maybe um, we were, those of us who are older would would remember some of that. But I got into it then and, um, you know, I, I, I wanted to be a CCM guy, I, I think. I didn't necessarily care for all that music, but I wanted to do that. And pretty quickly I realized that wasn't what I was really any good at, and I didn't have a lot of the skills it takes to, you know, to do that. So I, I'd, I'd been indie, I'd been independent, you know, for years and years and years, and I was leading worship too. And I was, you know, at some point I'd planted a church. And so my life had a bunch of facets. I was doing concerts and making making records, and I ran a studio for a while and all that. And somewhere in that process, I decided, I felt like I wasn't really supposed to keep being an artist for my whole life. That I, you know, I kind of wanted to back out of that and stay at home more. And, and I think I just, I didn't know quite where I fit. Like, I always felt like I wasn't indie enough to be part of the cool indie crowd you know, and, and I wasn't certainly not pop enough or, or, or cool enough on stage to be part of that crowd. And so I just never really felt like I had a home. And so I think I just always saw, okay, this next record's probably the last one. Okay. This, okay. Well, this next one's, you know, is, is the last one, but I had these very devoted fans, this small group of devoted fans who always encouraged me to keep doing it. Yeah. And so anyway, long story short, in, in the late, you know, 2010, 2011, I thought I was kind of winding down and, uh, just through a series of things that happened in my life, um, some family problems and some depression, anxiety stuff that, that I, I, I went through, I, I felt like I needed to write a, you know, to write music, um, that no one else would 
do except me because I'd gotten into this whole thing of writing for other artists and I just like wait I'm I'm the only person that's going to record this stuff I'm the only person that can mean this right um and I'm the only person who doesn't feel embarrassed or awkward or nervous about saying it so I just started writing music um a little bit more more of a deliberately honest a deliberately vulnerable um you know transparent stuff and that's more of what you're discovering is the product of that process you know that that the old me was deeply concerned with writing sort of doctrine theology nothing wrong with that it's just that's what i was into and through the process of some mental health and emotional health stuff i just started caring about that less and leaning more into this side of like my faith that was more driven by healing and and restoration and you know fighting internal battles and trusting God through hard things and you know uh, having grace for uh, broken people and stuff like that that yeah. just started mattering more so that that became really important to, to to me and that's really kind of where we are now is that um I've had kind of a resurgence and nothing super impressive but I'm uh, you know I'm making a different kind of music for a different kind of person, probably. Uh, and I think also through that whole period, you know, you, you know this because I think you and I are close to the same age. That that that's a different music business than it was in the late '90s. Oh, totally totally sure. different thing. And so now I'm releasing singles, you know, and trying to get people to go to Spotify and Apple Music to to engage them versus making CDs and selling them out of my car. And right. you know, so it's just a different. It's a totally different world, and it's like a different artist that I'm that I am probably now um in response to all that stuff right I mean I think I think I'm gonna rewind a little bit and then come back yeah um because I think that those of us who are not really a part of the quote music industry it's sort of fascinating to talk to people who are career songwriters sure um who make a living writing music that other artists record and perform I'm I'm just sort of fascinated about how you landed there and what was your experience like in terms of the joys and the sorrows of mm. of being someone that wrote music for others. Right. I mean, for me there's hardly any sorrows associated with it. I mean, for me it's like I want I'd love making stuff. Like that's kind of like a a little almost like a motto that I would say is I just enjoy making things, you know? And so the idea that I could create something and someone else would go and, you know, could be beautiful and cool on stage and deliver it. And I just made it and they liked it enough to go do it. That's extremely fulfilling to me and it's exciting. And it's even kind of a body of Christ thing. You know, it's like I remember um, Jimmy Needham is a good friend of mine and he had a, you know, he was a somewhat successful CCM artist for a while. And Jimmy, he would come to me about this song of mine, Clear the Stage, um, he liked it a lot, and it had kind of been an important song in his faith, and he would come to me and say, let's write a song like Clear the Stage. And we never could, and at some point he approached me and said, hey, I'm just going to record this song, but I have to honestly tell you that I feel some pride. It's it's a struggle for me because I didn't write it, and I and I really, I, I think people will like it when I do it, but I'm it's going to be, I'll have to say I didn't write this, you, you, you know? And I said, Jimmy, look, I can't sing like you sing. He's an incredibly good singer. He's a crazy good player, uh, guitar player. So I can't play like you play. I can't do any of those things. And and your version will sell a hundred times what mine would do. And that's like perfect. Like that's that's what the church is supposed to be. Is I'm good at one thing and bad at something else. And you're good. You're good at thing I'm bad at. And you know whatever. Yeah. And we come together and make something awesome. telling him you know like every time that you have to tell someone every time someone comes up to you and says i love that song and you have to confess that you didn't write it or whatever just know that they're only hearing it because you're awesome at what you do in a way that i'm not you know and so that that whole that scenario drives so much of my joy is like oh i can do something 
because I'm pretty good at this one thing, but they're way better at this other thing that I don't want to do and that, I, and that I, I'll never be all that good at. So that's a lot of it is that I just love the idea of walking into a room, sitting down with someone and saying, what kind of voice do you want to speak in and what do you want to say to the world and how can I help you do, do that? And then I know that it just may go somewhere farther than I could take it, you know, if they choose to, 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 to record it or whatever. But that's a lot of it. It's just that I – it started with me writing worship songs, which, you know, worship songs, in, especially back then in the 90s, had a tendency to kind of go, you know, if you would record something for a church or a ministry, it, would go, it, might, it might go farther and do CCLI or whatever. And I, that's where it started was just writing those kind of songs and realizing, oh, these are going other places and I'm making CCLI money or, or, or whatever. And then it just slowly – that turned into people calling and saying, hey, we did your song could we write together or mm-hmm. hey we did your song do you have more songs you know and so it really just that kind of grew into people seeking me out sometimes to write with them or to write for them and you know it's just uh slowly turned into something that is kind of a living you know it's not like I'm killing it right. but it's but it's you know but yes it's what I'm doing now and it's what I thought I would be doing primarily yeah. and that's why this whole like comeback discussion is so interesting because I just I didn't think I would be doing artist stuff anymore right. you know um, but it turns out I kind of need to like I you know I um, it's I, in you it yeah well that and it's just it's an itch I don't get to scratch if I just write you know CCM music which has a very specific audience and all kinds of rules and guardrails yeah. you know and right. I don't have to follow any of that when I make my own music and really really fulfilling to just say I can say what I want to say with the way I want to say it, you know, and I'm the gatekeeper. I, yeah. That's really that's really beautiful. Yeah, uh, is that a challenge to live in both of those worlds? The world of that has a very defined sandbox, a very defined um, set of rules, and then um, and then you have this other this other facet of songwriting where you where there's the walls are gone. You mm. you have the freedom, and it's like you somehow have to yeah. be good at both of those areas. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it is, it's a challenge. It's, I mean, in, I mostly see it as upsides because it means like, okay, I can write something. I don't have to care about it necessarily. I don't have to feel like this is my whole heart, my whole life. I'm just going to try to write the best song for this person, which isn't always the best song for me. Like I don't, this isn't what I would say, right? I would say it differently. So I, this is just me being creative and using my, this is just, I'm just a plumber. I'm just an accountant. I'm just a carpenter here. I'm just making something for someone else and using a skill. And then I, you know, and what will happen really, really often is I'll write CCM radio versions of an idea and I'll get, okay, I've said that in that way now. And I guess I'm going to try to get people to, you know, someone's going to hopefully make, make that, record that and, 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 and they'll, they'll, they'll release it to that that demographic and and with that purpose and then I'll go and I'll write a Ross King version I'll go and write my own just sort of in fact it's funny like I have this record I did in 2015 called Unfettered and I called it that because people would ask me this question that you're asking me and I would say well when I write for CCM I'm kind of like thinking about target audiences and demographics and all these different things and when I write for myself I write fully unfettered you know and I was like oh that's 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 what I'm doing, you know, and that was kind of my comeback yeah. thing was that was that album. So it is I mostly enjoy it. I mean, a- occasionally I'm jealous of the fact that those people have all those gatekeepers and promoters and and handholders in, yeah. in in their careers. You know, and I don't have that um, somebody telling you, hey, you should change this lyric. It'll you know, but mostly I, I don't want that authority in my life. I'm probably. Yeah too much of a rebel you know and i just want to make my own thing wanting wanting that and and sometimes realizing at the end of the day like it does sort of rob some of the joy of it right um, because there is sort of a the fact that you're building something that is small and meaningful and personal um is there's value in that right yeah so. No, thanks. Well, I think part of it for me is that I know that a lot of my early career, I probably needed someone telling me those things. Right. And I was so convinced I was right all the time mm. that I know I made some career choices that were 
or not even career choices as much as like writing choices or creative choices that weren't all that great looking back things that things I wish I, I hadn't done and so now I'm really I'm I'm aware of that and I want to always be someone who's who's very like um you know generous with with people coming to me and and offering their their critique or their or their opinion because I know occasionally I'm just wrong mm. you know I've, I've been in this process of recording this, all, all all this new music and I've I was we were talking earlier before the before the, the, the before we started this that uh, these two guys who I work with, Ben Backus and Mark Campbell, are really, really, really talented and are very much like they're very they're, they've been fans of my music in a way. Like they've I'm saying like they've they've acted like champions of my music. You know they've really gotten in and been like yeah let's make this great. And you know when I when I give them a bunch of freedom, they do things that I wouldn't have done, mm. right? And you know I don't know maybe a third of the time I'm really uncomfortable at first when when they do that you know and the other times I'm like oh wow I would never have done this this is way cooler than what I would have done because it's back to that same conversation about doing what you're good at versus what you're not good at and yeah. body of Christ and all of that and they're just really good at interpreting what I'm doing and at kind of editing and filtering it um, and then occasionally I'll just say no that's the lyric that's going to be the lyric I'm just, sorry you guys don't know what I'm trying to do here I'm going to do this you yeah. know and they're always cool about that too yeah but I love that idea that, you know, here I am, you know, been in the business for 25 years and I still want to be like learning and open to, hey, that lyric's just abrasive or that's off-putting or we know what you mean, Ross, but they won't know what you mean or the way you're singing that isn't that melodically interesting and you think it is, you know, or what I just, I just like that. I've learned that I needed that a lot more when I was younger and so I'm going to get it if I if people are actually I mean here's the lesson right if people actually care about what you do enough to step in and say let's help you that's a big deal right so rather than push away push those people figure out why what in what ways you actually do need them and then let them have a bunch of control and a bunch of access you know be transparent with them and say step in and you know let's let's make something great when my emotions Turn against me not Faith nor reason Could convince me That you have patience Left to fight for me When my depression is affecting every ounce of me I can get the medication and the counseling Still I can hear the fear calling out to me And I don't feel brave but I don't have to be Cause I walk through the valley of shadows And it scared me half to death But you're with me everywhere I go So I don't give up yet My fear would surely kill me If I didn't know the truth The things that I'm afraid of are afraid And and listen, you you talk about having just discovered my music. You're discovering it at the at my favorite time. I mean, I am so glad you're learning who I am now as a musician versus then, because I think it's the best stuff I've I've ever done. Mostly because I've invited people like that in, right? It's not like I'm that much better. I've just learned to let people do what they're good at versus trying to. I don't even play on my records in it anymore, you know, like because they're better at it. I can do it live, but. And in my early days, I was like, oh, I love being on the liner notes, having played like 10 things, you know, and I want, you know, that I played that accordion part or whatever, yeah. though, even though it was probably a terrible, <laughs> a terrible part that I edited like, you know, like crazy. But all that to say, I've just learned to like, let go of that stuff. Yeah. And I want the best song, period, you know, every time. Yeah. And I occasionally have vision that I want to push to do something weird. But for the most part, if you get what I do and love it, and I trust you to like push on it, whatever it's less than it could be. Mm. And this, these guys, Ben and Mark, have done a fantastic job of that, you know, to where even, um, and I'm, I know I'm over talking it, but to where even like some of my lifelong fans have been saying to me since this Golden song came out, they've been saying, oh, it seems like you're kind of finally doing what you always kind of were trying to do, mm. which is, you know, sort of sad and hilarious, like that I've been at it 25 years and they're saying that. But it's also really fulfilling. Yeah. To be like, oh, okay, so I, just, oh, I guess I shouldn't quit now because I'm finally locking it in, you, you know. And that's a and that's a lot. Of that's because of Ben and Mark, you know, and other people in my life who have said, 
who've pushed me out of areas that I wasn't good and into areas that, that I was and have helped highlight the stuff that I'm better at and shave off the rough edges of the stuff that I'm not. Um, I just think that kind of stuff is really important to artistic growth. Yeah. And it's been great for me. Oh, I'm loving the conversation with Ross King. What a fantastic um, singer songwriter. And uh, we're going to dive deeper into his new project unfinished and a little bit about the heart behind that coming up in the second half of today's podcast. So stick around for that. And we'll have a, uh, a full um, unedited song from his project at the end of the show today. Uh, well, if you want more gourmet music in your life, um, you're in the right place. We encourage you to check out our website and see all the things that we're doing. But specifically, I'll point you to two things that I hope are helpful resources. Um, actually, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to make it three things. Uh, the first is a sister podcast that we do called the Gourmet Music Podcast. That is kind of the thing that started all of this. Um, we're going to just feature some of the most meaningful music being made on that podcast. Um, also, the second thing is we have a playlist that we update frequently, and we just had a new update to our Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist, including one of the new songs by Ross King. So check that out on places you find music. That, that playlist is available at Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Prime Music, and YouTube Music. And last but not least, I hope that you're already signed up for this, but uh, we release a daily email every morning called Song RX. It's a bit of inspiration for you each day, um, concise spiritual thoughts based on a song of the day that's picked out by either me or another indie artist. Um, it's a lot of fun and I think just a quick, short way to add a little jump start to your day. Obviously, you don't even have to read it every single day, but it's there when you need it. So uh, we do have a free sign-up form for that, Song RX, if you're not yet signed up. And that's at our website, utrmedia.org. We'll also link to it in today's show notes. All right, more with Ross King coming up after this on Green Room Door. podcast is sponsored by the debut project from new husband-wife duo, Kenny and Claire. Are You Weary by Kenny and Claire is an EP of rewritten hymns that offer peace and comfort for those experiencing hardship. Find Are You Weary by Kenny and Claire on Spotify and all major music platforms. Let's face it, it's hard to look cool when your minivan speakers are cranking Andrew Peterson or the latest episode of The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. So the least we can do is help you look like a baller while you jam to your melancholy folk songs. That's why UTR's latest contest is for a kicking pair of Beat Solo 3 wireless headphones. Beat Solo 3 wireless headphones. You can win the headphones for free and make your neighbors think you're listening to Tupac Shakur while you're mowing your lawn, while in reality, it's tunes by Sarah Groves. Enter UTR's contest for Beat Solo 3 headphones for free at utrmedia.org. Again, that's utrmedia.org. Hey, welcome back to the season premiere of season five of the Green Room Door podcast. I'm Dave Trout. We're hanging out today with singer-songwriter Ross King. He's someone who's been recording, releasing music for probably 25 years. And yet, um, I think, you know, we've crossed his name here and there, but I never really stopped to listen to his music until really just the last couple of years and have just been blown away by the songs he's been releasing and his brand new album, which is called Unfinished. It just came out in September 2021. So check that out wherever you can find your music. And I just love that his current songs just seem to be hitting a new level. In fact, uh, he he is able to have this um, very accessible pop sound, yet um, have really thoughtful, deep, 
enchanting lyrics and you find that on one of the new songs called golden so let's take a quick listen to a clip from that song before we dive back into the interview so i'll stand up and face it i got a chance and i don't want to waste it sometimes grace can be a little abrasive but if i embrace it it'll sharpen up my dull places i'm trying not to focus on how cool the universe can be I'm looking for a reason to believe I'm wrong that somebody's cursing me but I refuse to listen to all the voices in my head but instead I keep praying the words that Joe wondering you know as you as you take a look at sort of the all the songs and kind of how they flow together do you see common threads of thematically what you wanted to communicate through the album uh i mean in some ways yes i mean i was there was almost like a trilogy with the first three singles in the sense that i always kind of felt like things i'm afraid of which came out way you know, way early, like it was kind of apparent. And these two songs, Golden and Walk in the Valley, were kind of like fraternal twins of that family, you know, because Golden had this, they're all, they're all about how Jesus followers deal with grief and struggle and depression and pain and difficult things. And I, um, I, I always wanted, um, to kind of paint all the sides of that if, if I if, if I or as many sides of that as I could paint and portray and so things I'm afraid of was kind of this exhaustive head pop elements but was honest and kind of gritty in some of the lyric lyrical stuff and then golden was like this super sort of joyous celebrative way to say yes things are really hard and I'm in a season where I don't really I can't find God but I have hope and then walk in the valley was kind of this darker kind of um inner strength you know uh i was actually made to suffer and and but that's okay because i'm i should be good at it i can be good at it like i can i can get through it because i have this inner you know power um that will not be beaten by this stuff you know and so that was sort of that those three were 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 a genesis of the whole thing and then after that it, it was it's more like I wanted to I kind of wanted to close the chapter on that talking about cuz I've been doing that for a couple of albums honestly talking about depression and grief and struggle and heartache and all that and so after that I wanted to mostly speak joyfully um but then also talk a little bit about the difficulties of living in this current age this cultural m- moment you know and so some of the music is related to that you know um speaking about you know, we just we've come through a very strange political se- season, and you know, so I wanted to speak about some of that. So there's some music about there's some songs about that, some lyrics about that, and there's some music about uh, getting older and 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 uh, dealing with those those feelings of feeling less relevant than I did. And so there's a lot of there's not as so much as it's not like there's one theme. It's just a bunch of themes, and um, and in some ways, you know, that's made it a harder record to do because I, I usually have kind of a sense of oh here's what I'm trying to say with this in in this moment and this time it, it was more like um no I'm just going to put together the pile of songs that are speaking about who I am and what what's happening in my life and in and in my faith and that sort of thing you know and so it's not it's 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 less themed than some have been um and more just like Okay, these are the different sides of my personality, the different sides of the, the the different sort of ups and downs of my of my life and of my view of the world and of my faith. Yeah. What's your hope for the person that finds your music, mm-hmm. sits with it, you know, or even just sees you play in person and just kind of sits with your music for an hour? Like, what do you hope that they walk away with? Right. Um you know, I always think about how the fact that, like, there's plenty of music out there that can serve all kinds of purposes, right? And 
I obviously want obviously want to make m- make a living, but I just want them to find what they need wherever they can find it, right? Um, and so a lot of times for me, I'm thinking, well, what is my music's you know trying to do? Maybe that other music isn't trying to do. And so for me, it's just I really want people to know um, that they can be honest and that they can um, that they can be human. Like I, I'm really interested in the humanness. Uh, of Jesus, and I've said this um, in concerts a lot, and probably on other podcasts. But I just, you know, one of my favorite stories in the Bible, and I've written about it a few times, is that you know Lazarus is this good friend of Jesus. He's you know brother to Mary and and, and Martha, who was some of his best friends. And when he dies, long story short, you know Jesus is going to bring him back. You know, I mean, lets him. He kind of lets him die. We 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 read between the lines and see that he waited. Rather than rushing to to uh, to his side when he was sick, he waited for him to die. And when he gets there, Lazarus is dead, and Martha's mad at him, and all that. And there's this moment where he goes to the tomb, and he knows he's going to bring him back. And but he cries, which I think is such a fascinating thing. Like that, you know, he's fully God in that moment because he's like, "Oh, I can bring this guy back. I can just death death doesn't stop me right i'll just bring him back and that's very god right that's there's nothing human about that right and yet in that moment he stops and is so human that he understands he understands how awful death is even temporary and cries about it like that's that's really wonderful and something something about that story has transformed the way that i want to share music with people you know to where i want to say um, uh, what I want to say is if if you're hoping for more, everyone wants to come to you and say, oh, it's going to get better, you know, and you're like, yes, of course it is. But if right now, while you're hoping for more, you are really in touch with how much it sucks, right, of how, of how broken that it is, I want you to be able to live in that moment oh, yeah. freely with me and freely with your – with whoever your 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 community is. And I want my music to invite you to do. I want my music to, to to magnetize you and invite you into that. You know that that um, you can hope. And I want. I don't want you to not hope. I don't want you to just lament. I want you to have hope. I want you to know it's going to get better. And I'm not going to condemn you or come down on you because you 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 aren't able to experience the fullness of that hope yet. Like I want you to feel fully free to be. F- frustrated and miserable and sad with a little hint of hope there you know and and so that's that's probably like if there's a driving force you know even this song go you know go, golden that that I that I released is kind of it's this super happy sounding song that taken taken from Job uh you know 23 I think it is where he says you know if I I'm going to the east I can't find him I go to the west he's not there I go to the north, he's not at, you know, whatever. I I can't find him. No matter where I look, he's not anywhere I can find him. But but I'm sure he knows the way I'm going, and he's not going to let me just die. He's going to make me gold from this, right? Well, that's a perfect sort of metaphor for what I want to do with my music is admit, fully admit how bad it is. Don't lie about that one bit, you know? And press on. Don't quit. God's not going to quit on you. Don't quit on him. You know, that's kind of that's probably the big message that I'm that I'm writing for and sharing when I share song stories or whatever it is. That's what that's what I want to talk about. You know. They gathered arm in arm to try to change a country with no armor on. They headed for Montgomery. And they face those thugs, cowards swinging fists and clubs. But they came back strong, crying out, How long, not long, how long, not long. All my favorite stories make me deal with the ways I've been wrong.
know what's funny is that I was I was talking to Christopher Williams earlier, who, who's, who, whose house we are at, and I was telling him that I'm I'm getting more pop now <laughs> in my old age, which is usually not the way it goes. Right. And I told him I said part of the reason why is because I've I've been so influenced because pop is actually doing that right right now. Like yeah. you know, you listen to like a, a Selena Gomez song, she will talk about being depressed, right. you know, on the radio, and so any any line of garbage that they give us that no one wants to hear that is totally untrue because i mean eminem made a whole career nf has made a whole career out of telling you super specific stories about difficult sometimes miserable uncomfortably transparent things and inviting us into those stories and they're crushing it doing that i mean hip-hop is doing so much in this area this is happening with drake and with this is what like a lot of the Juice World stuff was doing, and there's just so much go- go- going on. Uh, in the biggest artist of the last year or two is Billie Eilish. Right. Oh my gosh, who yeah. is wearing her emotional struggles on her sleeve totally. completely? Totally. Right. And and so it's actually really sad because CCM is is the one place we that should be doing this well, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's not. And and really, no one can figure out exactly why. I mean, the the the, the Look, I've been in this business writing at a CCM uh, company, great place, centricity, a wonderful place to work, yeah. and but they 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 you know they try to figure this out, and and what I've been saying is that what I've realized is that if you've ever been to like a church service where the preacher says something kind of edgy or uncomfortable or off-putting. Someone will approach the preacher after the service and say something like, Hey, preacher, listen, I'm not offended, but some people here probably are, right? That is the CCM thing, is that no one's really offended. Nobody's really offended. Some tiny minority is, 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 is offended. Everyone else, everyone's just worried that someone else down the chain, so if you turn in a song... Your publisher has to worry who is going to be to be put off. Maybe it gets past that your, your publisher gets to the A and R. The A and R is now going to be worried about who's going to going, going to be put off. Now the A and R sends it to, to, to the radio team. They're worried about who's going to be put off. Right. Radio team goes to, to the programmers and the station managers. Right. They're worried about who's, go, who's go, going going to be put off. Right? It's it's down this weird chain, and I don't know anyone that actually says. Yeah, I want my music to be utterly unoffensive. No one says that. No one actually says that. Right? So what a weird. You know, it's like, right. is this some kind of demon- demonic plan to ruin CC? I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm just saying it's so weird, right? That it nobody is. gets this, yeah. you know, and even down to, you've seen it, you know, chat pages on, on Christian station websites that are full of people saying, quit playing the same seven songs about right. the same three topics. Right. That's what the chat page is full of. The person who cares enough to go to the chat page is, who's their, probably their best fan is saying please play me more songs with more topics and more right. you know whatever um yeah. it's a really strange thing it is. and it is. uh but i'll take it because it's what allows me to do what i do i mean i can fill in those yeah. spaces yeah no i feel the same way like if, if christian radio was was playing the most diverse bit of music yeah on the planet there'd be no reason for me to exist. That's right. Right. Yeah. So it does sort of create the need yeah. in a weird way. Yes. No, and I and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And it's and it but I but it's, I was saying all that to say like pop is doing that really well right right now. Like you can look around and find a lot of really vulnerable on the nose, you know, heart on my sleeve pop out there more than country, more than I mean it, and it all goes through shifts and stages. I mean, 30 years ago country was doing it in pop wasn't doing it, you know, and now it's flipped. But but pop is extremely vulnerable at this point. And so a lot of my music is being influenced by that sound. And that's kind of why I've I've been writing more pop songs that just have, you know, uncomfortable yeah. l- lyrics in them. Yeah. Uh, my last question, you can take this any direction you want to go. As there may be sort of like DIY up-and-coming songwriters listening to this right now, um, and I know that you you do coaching and things like that. But, sure. But what are some of the things that you kind of recognize that were helpful tools to you through the years, or mm-hmm. ways that you've grown that might inspire people to kind of 
take a step forward in their sure. songwriting? Sure. So I say I, I do some songwriting coaching and sort of mentoring stuff, and I say to my to my students that there are four things that I think probably in any creative fields are are necessary, but particularly for the for, for your question for songwriting, four things that kind of are factors that would make someone succeed. You know, you don't have to have all these things, but you need you need some level of these things, right? And so they would be in no particular order, like raw talent, like can you do the thing that you're supposed to be doing, right? Um, do you have some level as a songwriter? Do you, can you play or can you sing or can you do you know how a song is structured? Do you understand what hooks are? Do you you know, can you deliver what you do? Okay. Um, so that's one. Second is, would be like a work ethic. Are you willing to work and learn and be taught and be humbly trained and that kind of thing? Third, third would be, how are you in a room? Like, can you get on a stage and do this? Can you go in a room with someone else and write a song with them? Can you explain to someone why your music is any good? Whatever in a room, just can you relationally, you know, uh, uh, somehow portray your thing. And, and the final thing is, is what I kind of crassly call a suck meter. Do you have a suck meter? Do you know how good your stuff is and how bad it is? You've got to learn to do that. And, and, and in the way that I develop that thing, particularly in my own life is by getting honest critique. You know, I don't just like complain when Spotify rejects my song for a playlist. I, I've tried to figure out why, you know, and I co-write so that the sharp edges of what I do are, are shaved off by someone else's gifts, you know, and I have to occasionally admit in a co-write that person is better th- than I am in this area. And I, I want to work harder at that or, 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 or whatever. Um, but honest critique and co-writing are probably, you know, the main things that have shaped me. And I just think, you know, we all reach a place. I remember having this friend of mine in, 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 in college who I, I made a little, you know, at the time I made a tape, believe it or not. I, I made like a cassette tape of my music. And he said to me, and he was like a mentor to me, and he said, I wouldn't buy this if you weren't my friend. But I appreciate that you've done it, and it's not bad. But he was like, I want to be honest w- with you. And he wasn't – this guy was – I've told him recently that, that, he, that he said this, and he, he – he doesn't like that I that he he thinks he sounds like a jerk. And I was like, no, no, I've not forgotten this in twenty something years, yeah. because my goal after that was, oh, this needs needs to be so good that it's better than my than just, just my friends, friend right. right? And and listen, you're gonna have people in your life that tell you that you're awesome mm-hmm. because they love you and because they don't want you to have your feelings hurt and because they actually think it's awesome because they like you. Right. But I have to go into a room. And, you know, right now I write a lot of music for Sync, which is ad and TV and stuff. And that stuff's like fully just does it compete. That's all it is. There is no way for me to like win except the best song for that thing. That's it. I don't know the artist. It's just submitting it to music supervisors who run ad agencies and run trailer promo, whatever. You know, you've got to just win the song. And man, that is like really good for me. To just mm-hmm. be like, you got to write the best song, period. And if you don't, it won't win, mm-hmm. you know. And there, are, you know, of course, there are factors related to that, you know. Favor, you know, that aren't always the best song. It's the best song for the thing. But the point is, it's about just chops. Get good at it. And yeah, and and right. so I would encourage people who are doing this, get people to be honest with you, like my friend was, and and tell you, would they engage this voluntarily with their time and 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 their money if it wasn't you? Yeah. Right. I mean, who are your who's your tribe? Who are you singing to? Who are you writing for? And, you know, make sure that you're actually that that people actually need it, you know, and they want it and that they're going to 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 sort of fight for you to do it, you know. And if you're not that's not happening, either get better or find something else to do, you know, or don't see this as your career because it's just it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, what I do isn't like super hard. I'm not digging digits in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, or something. You know, I'm not. It's not miserable work, but it's not easy. Right. You know, yeah. it's some real gunslingers. At, you know that that I have to compete with, and you got to get your craft up. You know, so uh, honest critique and and co-writing. That's the that's the stuff. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for. For ha- having me, this is this is wonderful. I, I love what you guys do. So, oh, thanks so much. honored to be here. 
<laughs> Actually, the honor is all ours. We just had a blast hanging out with Ross King and hope you enjoyed hearing our conversation. Oh, it was so good to get to know a little bit more about him, his song craft, the way he approaches music, and highly encourage you to check out his new album called Unfinished. It's amazing. It's so well done, so well produced. The songs are all strong, front to back. You can find it on any music platform, and it just released in summer 2021. Um, in fact, uh, coming up, um, we're gonna we're gonna feature a song um, on from that project, a new one called "The Show," and it's one of those songs that touches once again on a very hot button now topic today. Um, and we maybe are familiar with the verse in John chapter three, where John the Baptist says he must increase and I must decrease. And um, Ross sings about the dangers of celebrity culture in the Christian faith, whether it's celebrity pastors, musicians, um, authors, and um, and how if we only focus on the he must increase part and we don't focus on the we must decrease part how dangerous that is so check out the song the show it's going to play in its entirety right after we close out this podcast and if you're just getting into ross's music we actually have something else i think you'd really enjoy and um, we've been releasing these different video mini concerts with artists all over nashville um, called the backyard concert series and we did one of those with ross king um, it released early 2021, and um, it's available at our website, on our YouTube channel, and you can even find it on our Facebook page. Um, but we will link to it in the show notes of today's episode, so you can get, get directly there and enjoy. It's just a quick, like, 15-minute mini-concert with Ross. You get to hear some stories and songs live. It's a lot of fun. Um well, that takes us to the end of our season premiere. Yes, season five has started for Green Room Door, and so good to have you here. Um, hey, if you enjoyed the show, uh, word of mouth is the best way to get let people know that we exist, that they could hear this. So um, here's what we want you to do. Take a screenshot of the podcast page that you're listening to and post it on your Insta story or Facebook story and, uh, and tag at UTR Media while you do that as well. And if you think of it, you can also tag at Ross King Music. Um, so we are so thankful that you've been along this journey. But of course, thank you to our amazing support team who helps to make this show possible. Um, if you want more information about joining that team so that we can continue the work of releasing podcasts, playlists, videos, interviews, articles, social media, contests, um, and live events, uh, most of the, all of that stuff is provided for free and uh, we can't do it without the help of folks just like you. You can get more info on joining that team at our website, utrmedia.org. Hey, and while you head over to that website, don't forget to fill out our uh, contest entry form for our latest listener contest. Um, you can also check out our sister podcast, Good Patron, and the Gourmet Music Podcast. Um, and we have our uh, latest playlist as well, so you can keep the music going for hours on end. Um, all right, well, we'll see you. I'll talk to you again next month on a new episode of Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and this has been a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org. Hey, don't go anywhere. We've got that full song, The Show, by Ross King, up next.
But they set us up high and so bright in the dark But first we were lighthouses, now we stars Oh God, forgive us Cause we've got a lot of He must increase in our songs But all of our I must decrease It's gone made it harder and we did the best we could but when they love you it feels good and we just couldn't resist it so we took it even farther started chasing after fame and when we lifted up your name our name got lifted with it and we had good intentions but it was no use and be shepherds and superstars too In order to move forward we had to choose And who could blame us? Celebrity wasn't our goal at the start We just wanted people to see who you are We're getting ourselves out of the way It's hard when we're famous Cause we've got a lot of to work hard to write for the churches and rise up the charts serving to masses has torn us apart and we're still singing 